Okay. Are you ready? Are you ready? Ooh. Oh, I was thinking, are you ready for it? Wait, really quick. Okay, you are so in Taylor Swift. Swifty mode activated for <laughs> Phoebe. Um, wait, no, no, no. I was just going to say something really. Oh, oh my God. This are is. Are you recording? Uh-huh. I watched an episode, the pilot episode of Zoe 101 yesterday. Okay? Wow. And not only do I still know every single word, riff, run, harmony, what have you in that theme song. Um, well, Britney Spears wrote it, so you know it's well, infectious. There you go. Yeah. I don't think I've ever... I've ever forgotten a lyric to a Britney Spears song. It's like I could have never heard the Britney Spears song and I know every word. I'm programmed. <laughs> you guys something. are linked. We are. We are. Did you see the insane TikTok that she posted to Elton John? No, but I just. She like ends it in like the middle of a sentence. Well, Britney Spears posted a TikTok and she's like, Elton, did you see that like we're in top 10 or whatever? Siri already coming for me. Mine never comes on, so I don't know what your problem is. Okay. <laughs> that was kind of, like, combative. Anyway, whatever. It's an insane... And, like, listen, I am, like, front lines of the Free Britney movement. I do think maybe her having unlimited access to her social media isn't, like, good for her arguments. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Or for like her posting her things like of her just completely naked, like spinning in circles. Yeah, it's like that, the Krispy Kreme. Are you cold? <laughs> the Krispy Kreme. Hi, hmm. <laughs> that was thought provoking. <laughs> it makes you any think. hyphenated if we, word for if, that. It is that. It was. What actually if, like, in ten years, we find out that like this was all just a dream, a f- like fake, <laughs> like it's all been put on. So, like, in, in 10 years, it's going to be a commentary on society. Specifically Britney Spears or just everything? Oh, no, no, no. Britney Spears. Okay. I don't actually think that. Or pray for her, but... You've you've heard it before, but leave Britney alone. Have I ever told you about my friend Thomas and his Britney Spears paper? I think you have mentioned it. <laughs> I have to just But didn't he, like, get in it? trouble? He did. He did. Because, so, my friend Thomas in college, he is a Britney stan through and through, and we were both English majors and he had an assignment from like one of our favorite professors. And I have no clue what the assignment was, but it was definitely about like British literature or something like that. And instead, my friend Thomas turned in a 25 page paper about Britney Spears and how like she's crying out for help and like she's misunderstood and all these things. This is years before the free Britney movement, too. And he's like, if you like, he's like quoting all of her songs, like he's like, she's clearly begging for help, whatever. Yeah, he turns it in and he gets it right back to him. It's like, hey, this isn't the assignment. I'm not reading 25 pages. And Thomas was like that. I don't understand. He's like, I might not have followed your assignment, but this was my assignment and I aced it. (laughs) And if you're not even going to read it, he was so mad. He was so mad. He wanted me to read it too. Did you? I think I did. That's why I know what it's about. Because I was like, I mean, it was interesting, but it was like TMZ, but really well written. 
You know what I mean? Like, it's just like gossip, like celebrity gossip, which I devour. Right. I love celebrity gossip. Y'all should make a blog that is just like celebrity gossip, but really well written. Oh, I thought you were talking to like anyone listening for a no. second. I was like, I was like, okay, that's kind of a weird task to push on <laughs> society <our listeners>. at large. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you and Thomas. <laughs> we should actually, because that would be fun. But who has the time? Actually, speaking of time, wait, really quick. Hello, welcome to the season one finale of the Pretty Little Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Phoebe. <laughs> Oh, you could not have met my energy with less enthusiasm. I'm Caroline. Today, we are recapping episode 22 of The Pretty Little Liars, which is also the season finale. Um, It's called For Whom the Bell Tolls, a very iconic iconic title. Yes. Um, But quickly going to circle back, speaking of time, um, we had one of our followers on Instagram ask us about a potential break. With the upcoming wedding, which number one, how sweet of you to consider that. That's so sweet. Um, we are not planning on doing a break. So here's here's our answer. We are not planning on taking a break. In fact, we're trying to like front load so that we don't have to worry about the content it's already created. But if something were to happen and we don't get that done, we maybe will miss a week, but not more than a week. No. And um, I have and a question for be, y'all. Yeah. Do you want okay. me to vlog the wedding? Oh my god, are you guys interested in anything about this wedding? Guys, should or are you as like the shut up honor, about the wedding? As the maid of honor, should I be on the aisle live streaming? <laughs> oh my god, yeah, you know mom wants a live stream of the ceremony. That's so random. It's so funny that mom wants that. <laughs> but it's still funny. Like she was like I think we should do that by the way. The live stream. <laughs> I was like for a second I was like for the followers <laughs> like for, is this the royal wedding like, like full christian mode with this yeah she's I like know. why i just she think maybe it. your followers might want to see it <laughs> yeah. but so yeah that does beg the question are you interested i saw a tiktok today that was like this girl was like a wedding planner and she was like one mistake i don't want to see a maid of honor make on the, like one mistake a maid of honor makes every wedding that makes me cringe and so I'm telling you this now, Caroline, because it's kind of a team effort here. You have to. Oh, re- you're gonna give me a job? No, it's you know, it's you giving me a job during the ceremony. You have to give me your bouquet. But sometimes okay. the maid oh, of honor, yes, the maid of honor doesn't remind the bride because she might also forget or also like doesn't want to be like this turn around good. and give me the bouquet. But then I'm so glad you saw that. It's like, what do I, I you want to hold Anthony's hands, but then you're like, well, I can't just put this on yes. the ground. Oh my God. Yes. And it's good for pictures too. Like, yeah. Like if it's not in my hands so that he can like lean me back or something, we've got to practice our kissing. I think you guys should we've do. We've got to get to kissing practice. <laughs> I think you guys should do a hooju. <laughs> okay, Mike Fleiss. <laughs> no, okay, actually, I'm gonna. I'm gonna get sued just for no, saying I'm, his name. I'm about the champion, the real creators of that term. It's not Mike Fleiss. No one in the Bachelor okay. came up with the hooju term. For those of you who don't know, <laughs> for those of you with yeah, brains, they're like who hooji? don't listen to the Bachelor or watch the Bachelor. Um, a hooju is a hug jump. <laughs> It's when yeah. a contestant on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette runs to one of or her. Or a person in real life. Right. Because this happens all the time. Our mom hates these. <laughs> Every time it happens on screen, she's like, Ugh, 
What is that, Anthony? <laughs> when he goes to pick me up, I'm like, I just don't ever want to be lifted off the ground. No, it's like, even no, first in a plane. Of all, why would I be? <laughs> humans are supposed to be here. <laughs> birds on the up. ground. Birds up, humans <laughs> yeah. down. Birds up, UFOs up, clouds up, <laughs> space up and around. Um, space, not real, but up and around, and then Earth, humans. <laughs> And that was actually slam poetry. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That was actually um, spoken. So, word. yeah, I do th- I'm do. i a proprietor of the Hooju on Caroline and Anthony's wedding day. But, yeah, yeah me. Mike Fleiss didn't Instead come of up a with graceful that. walk down the aisle, <laughs> I, I, to I be do a, a running start. <laughs> I almost certainly trip over my dress. Um, Anthony, if you're listening, I'm wearing actually a mini skirt, so that's not going to happen. <laughs> um, running down the aisle, jumping on him. Oh my god! I can't imagine anything more catastrophic <laughs> to happen on that day. <laughs> How dare you wish that upon me? <laughs> um, no, but I am so glad you saw that TikTok because I've seen that TikTok and I've been like, okay, note to self: tell Phoebe. But like, if you say it now and it's so early, you might come off a little bit bridezilla. <laughs> Caroline's not doing a bouquet throw. No one's getting married after Caroline. After Caroline, no more weddings. No more weddings after me. You're not going to want to have a wedding after me because this wedding is going to be so iconic. If it you can't guys, be talked. Have you guys thought Sarah Hyland and Wells's album? Oh my album, God. Actually, don't wedding. even compare them to me because their wedding made me sick. In a good I was way. like, this wedding is giving mine a run for its money, <laughs> which I didn't think was possible. <laughs> even celebrity wedding. I mean, not that I'm not a celebrity wedding and People Magazine hasn't reached out yet but they might reach out about covering the wedding i don't know like there's still time um I, the, for the record i'd say yes <laughs> but people if you're listening i w- yeah i, I would was say yeah i would consider it yeah yeah i'm just i just was surprised to see that there was another wedding that could potentially rival mine um <laughs> so yeah mom's actually so wigged out because you know we sent the invitations out and the invitations are like really gorgeous um mm-hmm. And my mom's like, these like set the tone for like a really amazing wedding. And now the pressure's on. Like the <laughs> wedding has to match the invitations. Um, in case you couldn't like, tell, our okay. mom is incredibly competitive and also very like oh. go big or go home vibes. Uh, yes, 100%. Um, number one rule, no line dances. I'm sorry. We don't need those as a tool. Like I'm not using those as a tool to get you on the floor to dance. You either dance or you leave. And I'm sorry, those are your options. Like, this is a party. You dr- you, you dance. You drink. You <laughs> dance. That's it. <laughs> that is it. You celebrate. Mwah. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> um, so no line dances and, like, just not, like, the chicken dance, not cotton eye, like, nothing like that. I, okay, I'm totally with you on that, but thank Um, you thank god like i don't want any at my wedding either like keep a shuffle why is it six minutes long no oh my god and why is it a song at all it actually makes me feel carsick there's some songs that make me feel carsick and then like i also i never learned the electric slide but then also the cha-cha slide i hate you never learned the electric slide maybe like in cotillion but did you not have gym class in fifth grade they used to teach us line dances in gym class this is how i feel about solitaire these are things that i i'm sure are relatively easy and I know solitaire is relatively easy because I learned this past week how to play. Yeah, I'm glad we've brought it back to solitaire. But I, um, for the longest time, I was like, that game is pointless. I don't know how to play. It seems stupid. 
why would anybody learn how to play it? And then I learned how to play it. But I feel like electric slide is also one of those things where I just didn't care to learn. In gym class, I probably just didn't do it. Yeah, but the one thing about that's a little bit different about the electric slide and um, solitaire is that... (laughs) (laughs) The one thing... um, they're not fun. Neither one of them is fun. No, solitaire so, is. But especially the electric slide is not fun. No. And so, like, it's not the kind... It's not going to be, like, solitaire, where, like, once you figured out how to play, you were like, oh, I love it. Right. It's not going to... It's going to be like, oh, I figured it out, and, like, I, I don't it. really want to do it again now. Um, yeah. Anyway, guys, this wedding's going to be amazing, and... And I'm going to live stream the yeah. whole thing. <laughs> tell Phoebe if you're interested because I do need to figure out I was like listening to some podcasts and they were like talking about how they were just a bridesmaid in someone's wedding and they were like in charge of like social media and content I was like oh who would I put in charge of that but anyway I hope people comment um, I'm good <laughs> that's okay I'm good thank you I'm good thank you <laughs> that would be so <laughs> funny if they like message us just to say like no thanks but speaking of messages just want to say to everyone Thank you so much for all these sweet messages we've been getting. They're so nice. Like I, I love nothing more than to hear that we make you laugh or that like when we fight, it cracks you the heck up (laughs) (laughs) that you take pleasure in our pain. (laughs) I really do love to hear it. And, um, like how you stumbled upon us. I love hearing that too. So please, if you're listening, message us because we want to Caroline meet you and I and get so excited we always are like we get so excited we're like oh my like, god go check the dms yeah yeah we always text each other like hey go check because they're just like sweet and they make us happy and it's nice to know that like there people, people are, are listening are this. <laughs> yeah people are listening people are enjoying this and it's awesome and because it is our season one finale just wanted to give a special shout out to a few followers that have really been there like from the get-go and like from episode one it seems like yeah and have just been like so supportive and kind and sweet so we've got daniel slusser dylan dylan x i think it's exo dylan um spoey forever Catherine. thank you yes lovely becca lovely becca charles charles wait charles is a newer one but i i'm here for charles yeah i'm here for all of you (laughs) we love all of you and it's so exciting to see like to like talk to you guys i also have an exciting thing that i'm gonna do since we are at the end of the first Mm. season um i don't know when i'm gonna start but i am gonna post some blooper audio on (laughs) instagram of things that caroline made me cut things i wanted to cut um, but Are things- we uncensoring Caroline? <laughs> finally, here's, here's the thing: we is like, won. <laughs> <laughs> I like will be editing, and I'm like, this episode is so long. This is so funny. I have to keep it in. I want to keep it in, but like, it takes way too long to get here. So I just have to cut the whole thing yeah. to cut for time. But it is so funny, and I have just and like, she'll a bunch send of those. me like those little clips. Yeah, and it's just like two minutes, and it's just goofy um, caroline just like being insane and me laughing essentially (laughs) or caroline world building caroline world builds me world building (laughs) i love that like i do i do tend to do that you know (laughs) and i hadn't really thought about it until you called me out on it last week and i thought you were joking and then i was like no (laughs) i i like do that and it's kind of weird but 
but it's true and maybe that'll be merch world build with me <laughs> world builder <laughs> oh my god oh my god i want to make sweatshirts that say world builder i also want to make sweatshirts that say hashtag penultimate <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. Penultimate gate. Penultimate gate. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Who thought of it first? I. um, Oh, my God. Are you a road warrior? Are you a a world builder? Oh, oh, well, what is the divide? Why are you trying to put a wedge between us? (laughs) It's only season one. We have like 115 more seasons. Oh, my God. Wait, a keychain that says buckle up, bitches. Yes, 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 yes. That would be cute. Like one of those like cute, like they look like ho- like old vintage hotel room. Yeah, like, like the one that, like the um, Taylor Swift one that I have. Mm-hmm. It says I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck the patriarchy. Buckle up, bitches. That would be awesome. So, yeah, no, y'all, but, like, let us know what you want. <laughs> oh, my God. The day someone says make merch, that's not my friend Amber. I love you so much. The day we have somebody request merch it will be done within 24 hours <laughs> Caroline am, probably has like canvas swatches done like she's literally ready to make I, the merch. Well, I love merch you guys I'm such a slut for merch and if I'm going to a concert if I listen to your podcast if I watch your television show it doesn't matter I want something with your name on it I want merch I want to be part of the inside joke like I listen to Giggly Squad and see you in court Caroline says it I mean, every day. Such a life. great line. All right. Well, Caroline has her freaking dream job today. She gets to do the recap. Because <sighs> I was so giving la- last week and I said, I'll do that it for nice you. That was nice of you. All right. So, our recap from episode 21 and really the whole season, um, they're just showing us things that I guess are going to be important. So, we're going to go back a little bit farther. Um, First of all, we learned that the girls all believe Toby Cavanaugh was a peeping Tom. He was always spying at them. Allison thought he was a big perv. And so they decided to go play a prank on him um, and Jenna, and they ended up blinding Jenna. So we learned about the Jenna thing and that the girls swore they would never tell anybody, but they're definitely like creeped out by her presence because of what she knows. The girls received a video from A of Allison the night that she was killed. And we find out that Ian is in the video. Um, Really troubling because Melissa and Ian have now gotten married and they are pregnant. They're also living basically in Spencer's house or living in the shed. So Spencer has to be around him all the time. Um, So not only is that troubling because she and Ian had a relationship and now, you know, there's that kind of awkward element, but also she really believes that Ian killed Allison and she has made that very, very clear. Actually, everybody in Rosewood knows that Spencer believes that. Aria found out that Ezra was engaged once. She stumbled upon his website page and found a girl named Jackie Molina, who was Ezra's like college girlfriend, and they got engaged in Italy and she ended up breaking it off. So Aria's a little self-conscious that like, you know, she broke it off. Ezra didn't. So what does that mean? We revisit the Lucas situation, which I basically forgot about. If we remember, Lucas was the little tech nerd that was in love with Hannah and was kind of there for her through her relationship with Sean. She ended up having to dance with him all the time at that like fundraising dance so that she could get the money that her mother stole back from A. And she kind of broke Lucas's heart. And we really haven't seen him since. He was like acting out against Hannah. He destroyed Allie's memorial. So he kind of became disgraced and left the picture. But when he left the picture, Caleb Rivers entered and made my heart grow 10 sizes. He and Hannah got really close. He was living in her house. They ended up having sex in the woods. And Hannah was super smitten until she realized Caleb's working with Jenna trying to get information from Hannah. He says that when he and Hannah got their connection, that he abandoned 
friendship and decided he wasn't going to go through with the Jenna project. But obviously Hannah is having a hard time believing that. And she's super, super hurt. The girls also all think that Caleb and I are working together. So that's not helping. He does bring a goodbye letter to the fair that Hannah's working at. But Hannah doesn't want to see him. So he gives it to Mona who rips it up throws in the garbage and we do see that the letter says I love you and he's going to Arizona which Hannah finds out and she's pretty upset about. Spencer's parents are not happy about the budding relationship she's having with Toby. They think it's really bad for optics um, which Spencer doesn't really seem to care about. She tries to meet Toby in a fun home. She gets locked in a big cylinder. Someone tries to trap her in there and then she runs out and like runs into the arms of Toby. It's really romantic but she's kind of making it clear that she doesn't care what her family thinks. Garrett Reynolds who is a new police officer in Rosewood is trailing the girls but he's got a lot of history with them which makes it a little bit too close for comfort but he's trying to convince him that it's better he do it than somebody else and finally last episode we ended on the girls finding a key that took them to a storage unit that had a lunchbox with a flash drive in it and on that drive were all these videos of the girls that somebody had taken they now know that Toby's actually not the peeping Tom so that begs the question who did it And that was your season one important moment recap. Let's get into the season finale. Boy, oh boy, did we begin with a bang. The girls are all sitting on one bed. Listen, I just... What size bed do they have? That you could it couldn't be me. I need my personal space. And Spencer knows what she's doing. She is sitting away from the girls on the bed, <laughs> as far back as but she can. But there's also she's she probably doesn't like the sound oh, of breathing. Yeah, for sure. Get that and chewing. She definitely would have a problem with and both. chewing is probably really pertinent right too. now because there's food just on the bed. Ew, really? I missed on that. plates, but like it's gross to me that there's they're just like eating mm, in Emily's yeah. bed. Not no, guys. The only reason here's what I'm gonna say, I am not a proponent of food on the bed. However, there are certain foods that are okay sometimes, and I'll tell you when. Number one, breakfast in bed, but get that shit out of there immediately after mm-hmm. you're done, and don't like encourage it. Like, you know, unless you're in a hotel, then that's fine. But if you're at home, you know, that's a mess you're going to have to clean up. So like, don't make it known that like you'd like to have breakfast in bed. Just have them make you breakfast, go downstairs, have it on the couch. Number two, ice cream and or cookies and milk. (gasps) Not milk, Mm, not milk, not milk. Carolyn just outed herself. But ice cream and or cookies, ice cream, if you bring it back down. And cookies, if it's like, if it's like a comfort thing, if you're like on your period or you've had a really bad day or you've gone through a breakup, those are acceptable as well. For me, that's kind of it once you're out of college. So basically the girls are on the, on the bed, like we said, watching the videos again. Um, they're watching They're I mean, I don't know how many hours of footage are on this drive. There's gotta be a lot. They're watching it. Well, what I'm confused about is like. The video that we're watching when we when we join the liars in this episode is actually Jenna and Toby. And it's Jenna like I mean, it is incredibly incriminating. It basically outs Jenna for exactly what she is, which is basically yeah, we realize Jenna. I mean, we've known this is proof. They really hit us over the head with the fact that Jenna is a predator and she wants to have this intimate physical relationship with Toby. And we see that Toby does not have the same interest as Jenna. He's not into this. And Jenna literally says to him, it would be so easy for me to convince your daddy and my mom 
that you forced yourself on me. So she's literally like blackmailing him into having this intimate relationship with her. What we could maybe infer is that Ali was really close to the person making these videos and that's how she knew about Jenna and Toby. Other th- and then in addition to the the Jenna thing when she sees them in the garage, but she had an intimate relationship with the person making these videos. Yeah, and I wonder if she knew about the like maybe she did in the end. But I wonder if at first she just thought that the videos were going to be of other people and not her and her friends. I hope that Allison wasn't trying to protect Toby or protect Ian either by like saying or whoever it is, you know, by saying like it's yeah. Toby. You know what I mean? I hope that oh, she wasn't uh, yeah. trying to protect the person who was doing it, which is so dark. Um, so the girls are talking about how, you know, they need to figure out how they're going to take Ian down And they need to figure out how they're going to approach Jenna about this because they know that Jenna's interested. She wants to see these videos. She's been, she literally asked Caleb to like spy on Hannah to find out if there was a key to this storage unit. So she knows about the videos and she wants them. And so Spencer wants to kind of leverage that to, I guess, get information out of her. That's, yeah, I think so. Yeah, but the girls they, are, I mean, they're sickened, like, and they feel so violated. They're young, mm-hmm. they're, I mean, they're like, we're young kids, and these videos were exposed, we're changing clothes, like, it's so horrible, and Emily's like, I wish Allie had told us about these videos, and that I have a big mm-hmm. problem with, that Allie didn't tell them these videos existed, you know? So, that's how we open. So, I would say this episode is going to be uh, intense. So, we started with a... Montgomery morning scene and Aria is wearing a necklace oh my god the necklace I am so glad you brought it up because I forgot for a moment but it's come back to me in live and living color um well I'm sorry you talk about it you clearly are also passionate about the necklace it can't be comfortable it's not practical and above all it's ugly it is ugly. It yeah. is like it's like a chain, and then at the bottom, how do I put into words what it is? Is it this is supposed to like, be like a butterfly or a heart? I think it's a bird. Oh, oh, perfect. Yeah, I think it's some sort of hummingbird, maybe. And it's, it's actually um, bigger than the actual size of a hummingbird. The, yeah, it's on. It's made of these plates of like stained glass that still have like the metal around them. So it's like shattered. It's like glass that's been broken into shapes <laughs> on purpose yeah to create what appears to be a bird put onto a necklace that aria has now put onto her body mm-hmm. willingly i might add and mm-hmm. one side of the necklace excitedly one side of she's the bird in is a great like, mood at, mm-hmm, at the beginning one side of the bird is like a lime green and the other is like a white no yellow yellow worse oh, there's like a freaking sprite ad <laughs> lemon lime baby yeah it's questionable um as is a lot of a lot of the wardrobe decisions and you might be wondering like what she paired with it maybe an all black outfit so that she you know your your for your main focus is on the statement necklace yeah but of course not she's wearing thick white and black stripes yeah i don't know i don't understand but you know what maybe she's just finding herself Maybe season two, it'll be better. I'm not, I'm not going to hold my breath, but I think she found herself when she got rid of those pink streaks in her hair. Come on. I kind of, honestly, I would take the pink streaks over this damn necklace. <laughs> anyway, Aria is eavesdropping. Nothing will beat when you compared Aria 
to a monster's hide. Monster hide. <laughs> well, was there? Is there any? I mean, I know I've also compared her to Dobby, but a monster hide all actually is the perfect way to describe Arya. <laughs> She's actually the the real size of one too. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, she is. I bet she was like the muse of the monster high doll creature. And she's acting like a monster in this scene. So Ooh. she she walks down the well, okay, Byron and Ella are talking. Who even freaking cares? Ella's like visiting and she's gonna Mike's gonna stay with her for the night, and Byron is still like trying to be so sweet to her. Mm-hmm. And like I just think it's past the point of return, Byron. Yeah, I'm getting that vibe. I'm getting that vibe. If it's the end of season one and y'all aren't happily back together, I'm giving up on you. And I'm happy to do so. But Byron does tell her about that he's holding like the faculty mixer and he really wants her to come because everybody would be happy to see her. And up until this point, Aria is thrilled. She's eavesdropping on this conversation and she's like loving what she's hearing. And then she hears about the faculty mixer and she hears her mom say, I don't know if that's a good idea. We just, you know, she doesn't want to send the wrong message. And she's like, what are we going to say? Welcome to our home. And I'm not really living here right now. And Aria comes in and she's kind of talking to her mom, but she gets flooded with text messages from Ezra that are extremely concerning. We need to talk. A cop was here. All separate Ah! texts, which is like one thing on an iPhone, I feel like. Yeah, it's but like manual labor. Then, I feel to, like that's not what go, you did. Yeah. yeah, now I spam text. Back then also, like, a lot of times you paid for the number of texts you could have a month. So, like, when I first got a phone, I was allowed 200 texts a month. Oh and I know. Yeah. struggle for Caroline. It was, well, I was in seventh grade. No, I was in fifth grade, but my little flip phone had 200 texts. But that, and I used them all on the boy I liked in the first day. <laughs> <laughs> which pretty much set the tone for me owning a phone. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember that day. <laughs> I'm sure mom was thrilled. Yeah. She's like, goose, I don't think you need more than 200 texts. You don't, you don't need to be texting all the time, you know? And like the worst part is like, I, I remember the text from this boy. We're like, yeah, like YA or like, those just, are the worst. Yeah, just like not. He was and you're like, just like desperately fighting for this conversation yes, to keep going. I, I use every uh, single worst. text. I know. Um, and I, I remember talking to mom like, well, is I didn't know 200 was like the text you send and receive. Like, I didn't know it split up between those. She's like, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's just my text. Um, anyway, Aria gets these texts and. She's obviously freaking out and she like snaps at her mom. She has the worst poker face ever. Just no. like when like she sent the like text to her mom that was supposed to go to Ezra and she immediately like yeah. snapped. She every time she's stressed out about Ezra, she is just nasty to everyone around her. And she <laughs> then we go to the Marin household. Thank goodness. They're like it's like a chaser. It's like you take a shot of tequila and you immediately chase it with something delicious. That's how I feel about. I'm sorry to compare the Montgomery morning to tequila, but it's like a Montgomery yeah, morning into a Marin morning. That. You're right. And Hannah comes it's like downstairs. A shot of absinthe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hannah comes downstairs. She's still in her PJs, and she says she's getting supplies because she's going to be spending the rest of her life in bed. <laughs> That's heartbreak, baby. What's so funny to you? what you just said sorry i'm scratching something on my neck you think heartbreak is funny i don't remember that 
I'll remember next time you're heartbroken to tell you that it's just a joke. It's actually just funny to me. Because <laughs> heartbreak's funny, right, Phoebe? <laughs> Aren't you the famous scholar who said heartbreak is funny? Oh, it's only when it happens to other people. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so Hannah's suffering like a really intense heartbreak. I, I, I was thinking Phoebe might jump in at some point in that whole thing and like start talking about the scene, but I don't think she watched it. So I think no, I maybe did, I, I, did, I did, have. I did, okay, I go ahead then. Ashley is like, no, here's what you're going to do. You're going to take a shower. You're going to put on a great outfit and you're she going said to school. A beautiful dress. To which I said, do you mean a blazer <laughs> and a pencil skirt? <laughs> Those are the only beautiful dresses dress. I've never seen Hannah wear a beautiful dress. These are probably like dresses that are like it it looks like a pencil skirt and like a business casual top, but it is oh, one but it's thing. Con- Those are the worst. It's like invest in two things. Invest in two things that you can there both of them are probably staple pieces that you can wear a lot of different ways. Can you right. tell I used to be a stylist? First don't say the company name. I didn't want anybody getting any ideas. I was a stylist. That was my job title for a company that we won't name here. For the general public. To the general public. But if you know, you know. Anyway. Speaking of stylists, I'm watching Gossip Girl right now. Yes. Because I, fi- I finished Pretty Little Liars. Which, guys. Don't restart opinion. It. No, I'm not going to unpopular i always need a little bit of a break mm-hmm. <laughs> unpopular opinion i actually really didn't hate the ending this time huh this time anyway. you know it's the same ending <laughs> i know but like this time i was like oh maybe it makes a little bit more sense than interesting so you're, credit you're for. always coming at these rewatches from a different vantage point that is really interesting right. to note like that's yeah if you guys are watching along as you listen i wonder if they are like noticing new things too or if anyone is just like so set in their feelings about the show that they can't see things a different way that's the scene wait how did it end <laughs> so hannah's gonna go to school oh my goodness yes her wait. mom what i was just gonna keep going because you didn't think i watched it but i remember go ahead okay ashley comes over to sit with hannah and she's like listen um did did caleb give you the letter what did the letter say and hannah obviously doesn't know about this letter so she's like what are you talking about? And her mom's like, well, Caleb told me he was giving you a letter and he was looking for you. And he seemed really determined to find you. And Hannah's like, well, he didn't give me a letter and I don't know what you're talking about. And he must've decided not to give it to me. (gasps) And her mom is like, no, really? Like, I really think he was gonna, what? We have to pause. What? I need you to go on Twitter and look at Taylor Swift's outfit at the VMAs. First of all, I can't believe she went. Oh my god. Second Hang of all, on. this is like a remake of what? her 2009. And it also looks like what she's wearing in Look What Ma- You Made Me Do when she's in that bathtub. What? Oh my god, wait. Uh, oh my god. <gasps> wow. Holy shit. She looks incredible. Wow. Her the nails? <gasps> Taylor. Oh my god, the makeup? Okay. I'm just like shocked she's even there. Is she going into her reputation era early? Can you imagine if we get that would be such a plot twist because it's been like I was I, positive we were getting 1989 next. Yeah, I'm gonna put this on the story right now so that people um, will see it ahead of time and then they'll know what we're talking about. Sorry, that was just breaking news. 
We that was breaking cover. news. I'm glad it was something good. I, I was worried you were going to say something bad. Oh. But yeah, so Hannah doesn't know, did, or obviously Hannah doesn't know about the letter. And so hopefully some wheels start to turn in her little noggin. That Mona's a fucking bitch. Yeah, fingers freaking crossed. All right, so we start at the Hastings house, and we've got Spencer, Melissa, and Veronica all sitting around the kitchen island, and Ian walks in, and something truly disturbing, harrowing even, occurs. Melissa calls Ian daddy. She says, I can drive myself, daddy. I understand that she's pregnant and that that's that's what she means, that he's going to be a daddy. no. There's never an appropriate time to say daddy, especially if you're Melissa Hastings. Especially like your mom and sister in the room. Yeah, I mean, just deeply disturbing um, to the core. They find out that, or we find <laughs> wait, out. Wait, 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 wait. What? To the, to the core is reminding me of I'm some, to the core. some hate mail Caroline has received. What? Do you remember when you were a waitress at Taco Diablo and you were delivered hate mail by a child that said rotten to the core? Oh, my God. Yes. I forgot (laughs) about that for a moment. How could I? Truly, how could I? Yeah, I am rotten to the core. Some may say they were quoting descendants, but I know the truth. So we find out that Melissa and Ian are planning the baby's christening. Spencer has quite the zinger. She goes, isn't it a little premature? Don't you want to make sure it like turns out to be human or whatever <laughs> she says? This is like, that's cruel. I know you don't like Ian, but I seriously thought you'd be happy about this baby. She scurries away. Veronica says that was cruel. <laughs> like, but, but Spencer could not feign being apologetic for one moment. She no, goes, she hum- humor is subjective. When Melissa yeah. goes, that's not funny. <laughs> humor is subjective. okay i'm gonna start saying that when i like offend someone and they're like that's not funny i'm like humor subjective it's funny to me bitch (laughs) that's what it's saying it's funny to me (laughs) which is funny to me we then move to emily's room emily 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 are we gonna find ourselves in a bit of a pickle here I don't think Emily even thinks she's in a pickle. I think she's like, I told Paige where I stand. I'm a yeah, free she's woman like, Paige now. is in the rear view. And I, for one, couldn't be happier, but I need Emily to be a woman of her word. And I don't trust that to happen at this time. So, yeah, right now, Emily is talking to Samara via email. <laughs> email. Come Here's on, you guys like, didn't exchange phone numbers, really? But you exchanged email addresses? But it's also like there you're having a conversation long enough where you like are st- you're still emailing back and forth. Give her your phone number. Well, I just I don't even know if it, I'm calling this a conversation because it looks like Samara sent this message to Emily the day after the fair saying it went well yesterday. So I don't think oh, they've yeah. even been talking this morning, but it's like I'm sorry. I would say it's less convenient to share your email address with somebody than your phone number. Wouldn't you agree? It's more of a hassle for me to tell you my email. I might have to spell. Like, it's going to be a whole thing. Exactly. If there's a .com, .net, .org, what have you involved, .me, what is .me? .me is not real. If your email is .me, then 
fess up, alien. <laughs> alien. Fess up, extraterrestrial. Okay. <laughs> Mrs. Then. Fields walks in. Emily quickly gets the email off her screen. And Pam I Fields think Pam's a villain like, for this. Yeah, Pam. Go ahead. Come on, him. girl. Tell him what Emily, she did. Emily, <laughs> Emily turns around and she's like, is like, because Pam is like somber walking into the room. It's like a fucking death march in there. And Emily's like, is dad okay? Pam says nothing. Says nothing. <laughs> Walks to the bed, sits down, still says Emily nothing. Goes, Mom, <laughs> like, I'm sorry. And then she goes, "Oh no, he's fine." Oh well, if he was fine, and you're gonna be so nonchalant about it, why didn't you start with that? When Emily said, "Is everything okay with that?" You should have said, "Oh yeah, but hello, I'm sorry, villain, Pam and her villain era, as we say, back again, back again." Whoa, sorry. The rep- her reprising role. Truly. We find out that Emily's dad's, uh, I almost said sentence. (laughs) He has to stay in Texas longer. And so Pam's basically saying she wants to move there. Emily is 16. She needs to be with her family and it's too hard being apart so much. So this, I have a feeling Emily is not going to be happy about this, especially with this budding romance with Samara. It's going to be ugly. And And we've started to see Emily be loyal. Is Emily says, I finally feel comfortable with myself and I feel like I can be myself here. And she's like, I don't want to go to a whole new place where I'm going to have to do this all over again, basically. basically. Of course, Pam doesn't care about that. She's like, no, Texas actually seems perfect for me. Yeah, That actually seems like the perfect place for me to go. And you know what? True. Thinking about it now, the Pam (laughs) fields that I have come to know, true, correct. Um, then we go to the school. Really exciting and scene. We see Ezra in. I'm almost not attracted to Ian Harding in this scene because of his outfit. Really? He is in this god awful red. It's honestly like a shirt that maybe Lucas has worn. That red flannel <laughs> and that non flannel pattern and a vest, of course. And okay, blue well, jeans. Controversial take on the color red hmm i don't like it I me mean, it has to be the right shade of red it does and used in a specific way right mm-hmm. like, like a, a red, red lipstick every now and then yeah when we were at, i'm sorry taylor so I have to call you out like this but when we were doing red lip every single day what it's a liability <laughs> i used to wear lipstick every day and like bring it with me to reapply. And I was wearing bold lipstick. Now you cannot catch me spending more than two seconds on my lips. Yeah. The lips were such a big deal for a while. Yeah. But I also like anytime there's a free t-shirt situation and it's like that red. Always red. I or never like wear moon. that. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't want to like red t-shirt. red that I, looks good on no one. Yeah. I will allow um, a red purse. I will allow a red coat. I will Ooh. allow a uh, yeah. I will allow a Louboutin with the sole of the heel painted red. Oh my god! I love. I love. Mm-hmm. I love and when guys I will also wear allow like a red dress. Louboutin. When guys wear Louboutin dress shoes. Oh, I know. It's with like so... nice socks, the way that like it can really make a suit and be like, oh, you put effort into everything. Yeah, you're wearing. that one thousand dollar pair of shoes can really make a suit. <laughs> Okay, you, you little bitch. 
<laughs> if he comes to pick me up and he's not wearing Louboutins, he can forget it, sweetie. Yeah. Phoebe Connell. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> me okay, who's known so, to care about things like that. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know how we got on this tangent about the color red. Oh, because that's what he's wearing. We do know Phoebe's hypercritical of men's fashion. <laughs> Specifically men's fashion. She I just think has like her likes. She has her dislikes. I just like think they have it so easy. It's like, so to me, it's so much easier to not screw it up. Exactly. Like, than it is for a woman. You like anytime I see a TikTok that's like anybody like t- teaching you how to dress. If it's a guy teaching you how to dress, it's like you need like four pairs of basics and you have like 16 outfits. Yes. Capsule closet. But for women. Perfect for a man. It's don't like you can't ever do say it. that word to me. Those <laughs> words. Don't it's, ever. There's, this, there's a TikToker like teaching you how to have a like she's like teaching you what basics you need to have, like how to clean out your closet and like do that. Have a capsule closet. And it's like, I just don't think that's feasible for me. And I don't want it. I don't want it. Because here's the thing. You can have, and I'm not trying to call anyone out. I'm not trying to offend anyone. You can have a capsule closet if you're boring. And that's just kind of that. You know what I mean? Like I, for one, have too many clothings with pieces of glitter or (laughs) leather or feathers or bright colors or rhinestone, you know, what have you. I have too many unique pieces of clothing that are meant to be worn on special occasions that I can't just like rotate them in my closet every day. Mm-hmm. I also like dresses too much. You know what I mean? It's like just I not practical. want to have 50 dresses. Yeah. I don't want to have one dress that I can accessorize with a denim jacket and kids, which I feel like is what every <laughs> capsule collection I see has that outfit for sure. And I know Phoebe also probably has that outfit. I'm actually surprised you're not interested in a capsule closet. No, I, I don't feel like, like if you shop at Old Navy, you are. It's like the gateway to a capsule closet. Yes. Oh my god. Okay, so the point is, Aria walks into the school and she's <laughs> on the phone with Ezra, and she's like, "What's going on?" And he's like, "I'm just leaving the principal." And then we come to the hallway, the one mm-hmm. single hallway, and Aria and Ezra we're in a we're in a standoff here. They're both on the phone with each other. Staring at each other, alone in the hall. They hang up. Ezra says, I just handed in my resignation, which sounds like, you know, the cop was at his house last night. He was alerting Ari out of that this morning. Yeah, now he's, he's handed like it doing, in. Again, he's, he's doing, doing what Pam, Pam, Fields, the Pam Fields edit. I'm not here it's for not it. Even, it's not even like he's saying it in a way where you're like, oh, he's actually going to be excited about this. He's like no. acting like he was, he beat them to firing him. That's how right, he delivers exactly. the news. He's, he's like, like I, yeah, I, I might as well. Like, what choice yeah. do I have? Like, that's a kind of, like, a fuck me kind of energy. And then he tells Arya that he got the job at Hollis so he can quit. He's no longer going to be her teacher. Now, here's where I have a problem. He says, we can go get a coffee. We can hang out mm-hmm. outside my apartment. No, We can you go to can't. readings together. That's you my favorite cannot, thing he says. Oh my God, please. We can go to going. readings together. You cannot do that because she's still a fucking minor, dude. Yeah. And she is like literally, like the bell rings. So they walk into his classroom. I'm like, that's not safer. Class is starting. People are walking into your classroom. Second mm-hmm. of all, she is looking at him like it is their wedding day. <laughs> as <laughs> yes, he's saying she all is. of this. Oh and my God. He goes, We can live outside of the bubble of my apartment. And then people start to walk in. And so he like stands away from her a little bit. Of course she inches closer. And then he's like, 
So yes, I'll be at the I'll be at your house for the faculty, um, whatever it's called. What is that word? Mixer. Mixer. Yes. Faculty mixer. And then Aria says, "Oh, perfect." I'll give you the tour. And then she whispers. But Which she is weird on its whispers. own. She weird yell on its whispers. Own. Yes. But then she whispers, yells, I'll show you my room. In yeah, front of the class. Thank you for making that so clear that it was a whisper yell. She yeah, said it three times to make sure you heard it. <laughs> but she does. Yeah. And then and then he's like, oh, mm. it's like, okay, but she didn't say she like, we're going to hook up in my room, in my childhood bedroom. That's not what she said. To you. you don't need to get hot and bothered, dude. Her dad's going to be in the house. Oh, my gosh. Mona coming in hot with the one-liners. She and Hannah definitely have that in common. We see Hannah and Mona walking down the hall, and Mona says, It was your first poor boy. Okay, Mona. (laughs) Okay. Oh, my God. I haven't seen Mona with a single person. I know. I I don't understand why she acts like this. She's like, don't be sad. It was just your first poor boy. Like, I get it. I'm like, do you get it? Do you get it? I don't know. Also, like, don't call him that. <laughs> just like, just right. Mona, of course, of course. They walk up to Hannah's locker and um, Hannah mentions the letter. She's like, or Caleb didn't give you anything or like try to or, or anything. And Mona's like, she's a little thrown off by the question mm-hmm. to begin with, but whatever, whatever. And then um, Hannah says... I just really, I was stupid to think that he really loved well, me. Well, Mona goes, well, let's just say oh, he right, did. Right, right. Yeah, it yeah, wouldn't yeah. change mm-hmm. anything because he's still a jerk. And like, so, she, you know, Hannah gives her the opportunity to tell her about the letter. Mona doesn't. Then Hannah like kind of was like, yeah, I just thought he really loved me. Which again, Mona read this letter. She knows Caleb did really love her. She has the opportunity to make her best friend feel better. And she doesn't. And she's like, sorry. So... I feel like we're seeing we've known Mona was like a bitch this whole time, but now to see her doing this to Hannah, like in the season finale, just feels. And then she does a really interesting thing. She kisses Hannah on the cheek. Yeah. (laughs) That was unexpected. I'd say from Mona. Unexpected. I didn't see her as the kiss on the cheek that happened in this in this episode it would not have been that not have been that um and then all the girls kind of go to their lockers spencer comes up to hannah how are all their lockers just like right well i guess they have one well, hallway so one odds hall. are pretty good yeah we already know that right. don't ask mm-hmm. stupid questions don't ask questions you don't know the answer to okay <laughs> oh okay yeah, you said it bitch words. you said it my wise words, words you wisdom know. yeah Jenna walks down the hall and everyone is of course there to watch her walk the entire length of the hall and they follow her. It's giving the like the room. same energy that I assume it had when like Moses walked through the Red Sea. <laughs> like parted. Yeah. It really, I mean, she is polarizing for sure. <laughs> she walks on the hall. People are just, it's like a magnetic field. Okay. The girls follow Jenna into the band room and they kind of corner her. And Spencer's the first to say that she's there. And then they find out everyone's there. And they are quick to bring up the videos. They're basically like, we've seen the video. We watched all of it. We know everything. Jenna's like, okay, well, here's what happened. When Allie came to visit me, I didn't lie about that, but she didn't come to visit me about Spencer. 
She was on her way back from Georgia, which we know is the alleged Hilton head trip with Egan. So the girls are immediately like their suspicions are even more raised. She says, I was on the way home. She was on the way home from Georgia. She stopped by and she played the video for Jenna where you can hear her say, it'd be so easy for me, blah, blah, blah. Allie's like, basically, if you don't tell anybody about the Jenna thing, if you don't tell anybody what we did, then I won't show this video. But if you do tell, then everybody will see this video. And she also yeah. says... And Jenna is like, where did you even get this? Mm-hmm. And Allie says, the boy I like likes to make movies. So like confirmation that it's just Ian. me in it. She's Which, like, well, she I says, thought they were just the ones I, yeah, with I me. I thought they were just me. So it's like, okay, you knew then that, that your friends too were being videotaped? Like, I'm sorry, what kind of monster are literally, you? Literally, literally. Literally, So Jenna agrees. She's not going to tell anybody and Allie goes to leave and she says, oh my God, if you ever come back to Rosewood, I will bury you. And she leaves. So we come back to the present and the girls, or Jenna says to the girls, okay, I gave you what you asked for. Now, what are you going to give me? Jenna, 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 are we in any position to be making requests or demands? No. Not even a little bit. Would you not would you not be like shaking with fear? Shaking with fear. But they both have just such intense things to be scared about. Like regarding yeah. the other person. I mean, they both, I mean, like the the liars and Jenna. It's just crazy. But I do think that there's more proof for what Jenna did. Like there's oh, literal 100%. video evidence. So it's like, Jenna, you should be so much more The problem with, is that like, everybody thinks saying. Jenna is like this good girl martyr because they feel bad for her because of what she went through. But it's like, you can go through something horrible and still be a bad person and still have to be accountable yeah, for being a bad person. Like just because you went through something dramatic doesn't excuse you from all of right. your other actions. So... Um, I think she's kind of like capitalizing on this good girl image that she's got going on. And, oh, we're so sad for Jenna. Like, what a martyr kind of thing. Meanwhile, Mm -hmm. and the rumors are also that Toby's one taking advantage of her. So it's like she just really is sitting pretty where she is. And for sure, you know, so she's Um, but she doesn't have that proof. And if this were to be exposed, she'd completely tarnish her image. And so I do think anything she were to say about the liars would kind of be like taken with a grain of salt at this point. Yeah. So Jenna leaves and the girls are talking and they're like, why wouldn't Allie like, why didn't Allie clue us into any of this? Which I'm also and wondering. Emily remembers that when she got back from Georgia, she said, wait for it, wait for it. When she got out of the taxi and Emily thinks maybe that means that she was going to like tell them Can later i, also I say, don't understand the court do you think there. i would remember if you said that wait for it girls no. wait for it that's not like a <laughs> groundbreaking statement for you to make i don't know why emily's whole- emily was probably in the back of every single like time any of them are hanging out just like writing down everything she's Ali like said. this has to mean something in the fabric of our relationship <laughs> yeah i i don't know um so they remember this and i'm also like I'm still okay. That doesn't answer my question about why she waited to show you. Like, wait for it. What till no. the opportune time? I'm sorry if Allie already knew about it. Who cares? And then Hannah says, "Well, do y'all remember when Jenna came to the what? I said the wedding. Came to the, <laughs> the funeral wedding for hmm. Allie, and they are like, did she come to pay respects or did was that her like saying I can be back here now? And Hannah's like, well." Allie was the one that ended up getting buried. Ladies who lunch. Ladies who lunch. They're all eating salads. Naturally. And um, Spencer. 
<laughs> Spencer's bought like a burner phone that has like a fake phone number. Okay, I missed that, and I was wondering, like, is she just gonna text Ian from her personal cell phone? Like, he lives in, he probably has your number. That means you missed such a funny line. Okay, because, um, <laughs> Hannah's like, is he? Are they gonna be able to trace it back to you at all? And Spencer looks at Hannah and goes, <laughs> "You don't watch CNN, do you?" CNN. <laughs> she goes, "Oh my god, do you think she went CSI?" No. Listen, she goes. <laughs> You don't watch CNN, do you? The Homeland Security's tr- tr- <laughs> Homeland Security's trying to ban these. Oh my god, I did miss that no, line. She's just, be- <laughs> she's just being a bitch to Hannah. Oh, she's joking? <laughs> no, well, no. I mean, she means that, oh. but she's like, <laughs> you really don't watch CNN, oh, yeah, that's do you? So you're really funny. that out of the freaking loop, Hannah. They're trying to burn these. Oh my god. Or they're trying to ban. They're trying to burn these. They're trying to burn these. Burn Burn it. Did I say stand there and look (laughs) stupid? No, I said burn it. Um. So yeah, they send a text to Ian from this phone. That's like I have Ali's video. video. (gasps) And then they, which is like so so ominous, and they can actually see Ian in the in the cafeteria, so they can watch his reaction in real time. And they're like, if he responds to his text message or like based on his reaction, we will know for sure if he took those videos, if he's Ali's killer, blah, blah, blah. So and the angle is they're trying to make it seem like they're extorting him for money so that they wouldn't think that it's the girls. Okay, I was wondering about that. About, so, I was wondering about that. Too. So Ian gets the text, reads it and like tells the boys that he's talking to that he has to go, that he has to go. And he like walks away, and so all the girls are like, "Oh my god!" They're I like, can't "This believe, confirms like, he's, he's guilty." House, all yeah. this stuff. It's like all this stuff, and then Hannah sends another text that says, "Bring ten thousand dollars to like Willow's Park or something like that." Um, For a second, I was like, so "Why is gonna Hannah confront him?" Like turning this into a an extortion scheme. I could. I was like, "What is going on?" But then. You just explained it. <laughs> they don't really care about the money. Yeah. But, and so then Mona comes up to the table and is like, is this a Hannah love yeah, fest or something like that? To be and a she good sits friend. down. Spencer leaves. And what I want to note here is important. Spencer leaves and takes her tray and trash with her. <laughs> and so Mona goes, then there were four. Aria and Spencer, or Aria and Emily quickly decide that they also don't want to sit at the table. They don't bring leave their tray in their trash. All they their just stuff leave at the it. table. Yeah, <laughs> which just table. speaks volumes. I expect it from Aria, right. not as much from Emily. I'm going to give all. Emily a pass on it, but Aria, I'm going to... No. You don't yeah. get a pass. And then You're Mona goes, well, then there, then there were two. <laughs> and then Hannah goes, Spencer's really going through something. She just needs I her friends right now. She's like, I want to be clear. She needs and then Mona her goes. friends. Of which you are not one. <laughs> which right. they could and not Mona make more goes. clear. <laughs> then there was Mona. And there was Mona. Yeah. And then there was also, well, someone left no, their phone. then Mona does something evil. They left, Hannah left her phone there. And it starts ringing. And first she she is like, Hannah, like calling after her. Hannah's long gone. She sees that it's Caleb calling and she answers the phone. And Caleb is calling to see if Hannah received the letter that he wrote. Don't you wish Hannah had picked up this phone call? I sure do. And Mona's like, I gave her your letter and she threw it in the trash and you should lose her number because she's already lost yours and hangs up. She goes, bye-bye, birdie. It's so mean, so awful, And then Caleb so hangs cruel. up on her. 
But guess she's like ready to get some more quips yeah, in. But and Caleb hangs guess up. Guess who was listening the whole time? Lucas. Lucas, who has just come back out of the woodwork, like he never left. Like I haven't yeah, seen you in pissed. episodes and episodes, my dude. Like I don't know, but he's mad and. I guess he's been privy to the whole Caleb Hannah relationship this whole time. I guess they're supposed to believe he and Hannah have maintained some kind of a friendship because he's like, you didn't give Hannah that letter. Well, no, because they talked earlier in the episode. Hannah and and she was like, are you going to be mad at me forever? No, I know. But like, it's just, you get, you know what I'm I think we about. just, they, everybody knows that Caleb and Hannah were dating. No, I know. But what I'm, and now he's gone, yeah, but he's acting like he knows things about it. So he's like, you never gave her that letter. And Moa's like, yeah, because he heard the conversation earlier okay. and now also this. And he's like, he's like, you need to tell her whatever. And Mona says, basically, I won't tell or if you don't tell her, I will help you date Hannah. Basically, she says it in a much nastier way than I'm not going to repeat. And Lucas is going to seriously consider this offer, which of course he is. I just I think you're past the point of return. Lucas, buddy. I'm so you sorry. are just and he. Oh, my gosh. She goes. She doesn't see me that way. Which, true. And Mona, evil. She goes, yeah. It's just so evil, but huh. also, Lucas. Mona, you know this is not going to work. Come on, dude. Like, you don't have a prayer. Yeah, Ian's got it like that. He's like, 10K, no problemo. Immediately gets it, even though he knows who it's for. Just talk to his ones who are at home, dude. I just don't know why or how it took me this long to notice this. If you've already noticed this, good for fucking you. I don't want to hear how crazy I am for not knowing this already. But Officer Garrett Reynolds is played by the same actor who plays Paolo in the Lizzie McGuire movie. Oh, wait. I didn't know that either, but I did notice something about him in the scene that he has the same teeth and, like, smile as chuck bass chadwick whatever his okay. name is sure but you're also like brushing past this like this isn't like no but a that's humongous no that is insane i didn't really revelation he, like, really i looked had it a glow up down. to make sure a glow down yeah well i'm also like how old is this guy <laughs> because well, he's also like flirting I, guys, with if emily you've seen, mm-hmm, if you've seen the lizzie mcguire movie sing to me paolo he's paolo and on my honeymoon i'm going to rome i'm also going to santorini a flex i know <laughs> very excited but in rome you know i'm gonna be having my lizzie mcguire moment at the trevi fountain i will just be needing to do that i will just be anyway, needing to do that so i can't believe i didn't know this before in all my years of watching this show paolo garrett reynolds no i didn't I mean, know either that's crazy this is huge this we'll is have huge. to post yeah, this side i hope by i rocked side. your world like it rocked mine so he is outside of Emily's house. He's off duty. He's not in uniform. He's wearing like a leather looking jacket, like a motorcycle jacket, I guess. And Emily's like, are you like watching me now too? He's like, no, it's Reynolds family fun night. And everyone's like super invested in what they're doing. So you're watching I dancing with the stars. Somewhere. And they yeah, all which, vote. Okay. I'm so also very really invested seriously. in when I watch. So how dare you? Emily's like, you know, when I found out you were a cop, I thought we were going to have someone on our side. And Garrett's like, well, I am on your side. I promise. And, you know, if Spencer turns out to be innocent and Emily's like, if like, hello, are we missing the point? And ultimately Garrett tries to convince Emily that like he's there to help the girls out and he gives her his phone number if she ever needs anything, which I will say seems a little inappropriate. Emily walks up to More her inappropriate house. inappropriate is that he then invites her. 
Oh yeah, really two family, fun, family night. fun night. God, remember when we used to have family fun night, the Connell family fun night? When we had that little table. We should do one. Yeah, we should do a Connell family fun night now that we're all old. Mm-hmm. And we can drink. It'll be more fun. <laughs> Just kidding. If you're underage, drinking's not that fun. But, we'll play. Um, Scrabble seems like it's always going to be make for a great family time. <laughs> Scrabble seems like that needs to be the way we end the night because if we start the night with Scrabble, we won't get past the first game. And that's just that. I don't know how many games we're going to get through with this family. We're all too deeply competitive. Yeah, it's true. It's it's very true. So Emily walks up to her home and Hannah is sitting on the steps. She doesn't want to be alone. And Emily sits down with her and doesn't want to be alone either because they established that Emily's mom is packing for them to move and Emily goes, it's just all full of beauty queens and pageant queens. And Hannah goes, well, that might be a positive if that's your type. Which Emily <laughs> says that is not her type, which I want to say Samara kind of looks like a beauty queen. I'll say that. But she says that's not her type. So does Allison. She's like, that's not my type. And Hannah's like, oh, so you have a type. I love this friendship. I love this freaking friendship. Nothing really. I do too. Hannah's like, just don't come back They're with They're just leaning on hair. each other. Yeah. And I also love... That Shay Mitchell and Ashley Benson are like actually really Me good friends. Too. And they were and like the both best like, friends during this whole thing. And they're the coolest people on the whole show too in real life, which, you know, like cool. I don't mean like the best people. I just mean that they have like a yeah. cool factor. You know, it's undeniable. For sure. We then move. Oh, I also have to say that the song that's playing really weird. is like an early early 2000s like late 90s kind of like rom-com movie yeah song that you would hear it's like it's really weird it's like i'm gonna be your 21 i'm gonna be your only one i don't know not loving it but we get a little scene of spencer and toby and they're like doing homework in spencer's room to which i say bold of you spencer to have him in the bedroom door closed door closed uh, is veronica hey i know she's like an absent parent but i have a hard time believing she's cool with this considering she doesn't even want you to talk to spencer i mean to toby in public let alone in your bedroom but she's like i don't really care you prefer it yeah that's what i mean <laughs> yeah i think that that's what it is she's like i don't care who you are when you're in this house yeah but outside she's like amy polar and mean girls she's like i'd rather you do it in the house yeah (laughs) yeah and toby's like spencer is this really how you want to spend your afternoon i'm like do you know spencer at all (laughs) this is exactly how she wants to spend her afternoon (laughs) studying that's like her whole thing dude it's like her her thing and toby's reading i don't know the book and he's like i don't actually know what he says but he gets up and opens the window and like moves the chair as the song is playing and then they sit in the chair together and like look out the window and he keeps reading the song was just really distracting me from like Mm -hmm. the content but you get the point if it's important it will come up again explosive discovery oh my god explosive truly explosive jenna kind of icky jenna and garrett relationship reveal Oh. Ooh, we are getting lots of Jenna content this episode. Not sure if I'm loving it. So that means that Garrett lied. I mean, shocker, <laughs> but because the Kavanaugh's live on the same street as the oh, Fields. Oh, yeah, and so the that's Reynolds. not why so, like, he, was he was on making her street. it seem. Right, and then he went to Jenna's house okay, after what talking if to Emily. Emily was like, yeah, I'd love to come to Family Fun Night. Yeah, literally. What that's would what you I have done thinking. then, Garrett? You were banking on her saying no. I would have no. seen with the stars isn't even on tonight. Yeah, that would be a really easy fact check for Emily. Ew. Yeah, Jenna, well, we have show. to say that we anyway. open on Jenna staring into a snow globe because that's her <laughs> sole like, personality huh. trait now. 
something's not adding yeah. up here and garrett walks in and like what what is she is she just feeling it yeah i yeah i mean yeah that's about <laughs> i think that's about all she could be doing with it um garrett comes up and he basically is like i'm gonna keep you safe like we're gonna figure this out whatever um and then he takes her glasses off for some reason seems to make her uncomfortable so okay well I, so he can see her for her oh, who she really is all right anyway then they start making out making gross. out we move we move to what do we move to <laughs> spencer and toby spencer is asleep in toby's lap she is like i mean just it's almost like she's, she's unconscious yeah it's like that kind of like it's as if he's holding someone that has just fainted is the way that he's holding yeah, her. Yeah, but apparently but she's, not, she's not that asleep because her phone dings one time and she's up. She's so paranoid about anybody seeing her phone and she's so anxious about what she's like waiting to receive on her phone that I think she's like, she's not going to let herself get into full REM for sure not. Even if she looks like it. Even if she looks like it. Maybe she's just faking to be like nice and peaceful and she's like, ever, ever heard of Sleeping Beauty, Toby? Ever, ever heard of Snow White? <laughs> Yeah, the prince wakes her up with a kiss. <laughs> oh, but Toby's engrossed in his book. It's um, I think it's called Dharma Bums, which I, I haven't heard of, so I should look it up. So the text, I actually didn't catch what the text is. It's just from Melissa saying that Ian didn't show up. Mm. I need a ride. Or it literally says Ian didn't. It's like Ian didn't show up. Need a ride from church. Hyphen Melissa. No, please. <laughs> no. Can you give me a is ride? Is Spencer the first person I'm going to ask for a ride if she basically called my baby if I'm Melissa Hastings. a devil today like yeah if i'm Melissa hastings why is my younger sister my first call besides ian call your mom honestly call anyone else or just like walk you can't possibly live that far no well she's pregnant from the church so wow whatever <laughs> so spencer's i guess gonna go get toby but she has a i mean gonna go get melissa but she has a really cute moment with toby where she says to him that she like wants to keep himself safe and she's never had a safe place to land and now she does and he says that he'll always be her be here for her and she says i love knowing that i love that i know that um toby's like the first of the partners to kind of be in on it yeah like that's in on true. what they're doing and i know that he's helpful but i also think that says a lot about like their relationship how trustworthy he seems to spencer mm -hmm. very true very true also um oh okay when to when spencer's like i love knowing that i thought toby was gonna say i love you i really was like that that would be a little much but i so was early. i did think it might happen like right before they but kissed yeah, or like then they kissed and pulled away and said it. okay i'm eager to get to this next the part we're at the Montgomery house. This it's is huge. The, this is explosive. This is yeah. wild. It's the... This is front page. This is the season finale. It's the faculty mixer. Aria <laughs> opens the door as... This is the hot ticket yeah. in town tonight. Ezra comes into her home. There's another knock at the door. She opens it. Jackie Molina, Ezra's ex-fiance. She's a professor Aria at Hollis. Again. Aria again with no poker She's face. spiraling. She truly, like, her world crumbles apart in that moment. Yeah. Opening the door. She, like, running. Because she's already, like, because she was at the table, like, replacing, like, charcuterie boards. Yeah. And she, like, makes playful eye contact with Ezra. And she's in, like, this flowy maxi dress. So, you know, she's feeling herself. Mm -hmm. And then she hears a knock on a door. And she, like, skips over to the door. So excited to answer. 
And then she opens it and it's just like instant fury. And Jackie immediately, Jackie immediately looks so much older than Arya. Like, and it really just like kind of puts into like even more perspective, like, okay, what the heck is going on here? Arya then brings Ezra to her bedroom and shuts the door. I'm sorry, did you forget that wait, everybody and wait, Ro- what? Uh-uh. I'm giving Arya more credit here. She went to her, she's like getting out of there. She's getting her purse and her coat and her room. She's in there alone. Okay. Ezra invites himself into her room and shuts the door. Well, whatever. It's still insane. And she basically is like, but I don't know how much I agree with this because, well, Arya, I mean, as we said, she's spiraling and she's like, do you still have feelings for her? Like, is you know, I think she obviously feels like a jump. She's obviously wondering, like, is this why you took the job at Hollis? Like, what are you not, what else are you not telling me? And she says, you not telling me about Jackie was a lie. To which I say, pot and kettle, Aria. And to which I also say, mm-hmm. was it really a lie? Like, he just, you didn't ask. Knowing you and how self-absorbed you are, you definitely did not ask him about previous relationships. Right? I think that's safe to assume. No, I think this whole thing, she's jumping to a thousand conclusions mm-hmm. of the idea that, to me, he told you why he wanted the job this morning. Yes. He took it so that he wasn't your teacher anymore. And how anymore. excited he's he is. He's that. planning his life around yeah. his illegal relationship. Like, can't that just be right. enough for one day? And he also like was pretty honest about Jackie last episode. Uh-huh. Part of me does believe maybe he didn't know that she taught there. Yeah. I mean, it is surprising that he wouldn't know like she's in Rosewood and she, whatever, but but it's definitely possible and that's his story and he's sticking to it. But Arya's like Yeah, and up the th- jump to like I think it's ridiculous of her to say, Do you still have feelings for her? When it's been so long and it's just like I don't know. It seems stupid to me. But up until this point, uh, well, Arya says, up until now, you are the only boy who has never lied to me. Which, I'm like, how many boys were there? But if we're looking, it's like her dad, Noel, like just, yeah. So she's really heartbroken and she leaves and she leaves Ezra in her room. And I'm like, Ezra, you better get the hell out of there and fast. Because if somebody walks up there (laughs) and sees you standing in Arya's bedroom alone, eyebrows will raise. (laughs) The parallels with Glee just keep coming. Oh, my God. And they don't stop coming. Sobbing, which actually, like, watching Hannah cry made me tear up. Oh, it's horrible. And it's so unnecessary. I know. Fuck Mona. She is deleting Caleb's contact, like, officially. A fish. And it just makes her upset. But that's really all that happens there. We've got some really exciting stuff to get to. Hannah's got to go. She's got to go with Emily and Aria and Spencer to the park where they're meeting where they're meeting Ian. But first, speaking of Caleb, we get to a scene with him and Lucas of all people. I guess he is putting Hannah before himself and not going to be like a selfish little asshole for once. And Caleb's like, "Why are you doing this?" And Lucas says, "Because Hannah deserves to be happy." So I guess Lucas is going to bring Caleb to Hannah and he's probably told Caleb like, "Hey, Hannah didn't get your letter, and so whatever message you need to send Hannah, you need to do it in person so i think it's so sweet it is so sweet and i'm so like hannah fucking deserves this i hope that nothing screws up the night but spencer and melissa are having a rough night oh my god they are they are at each other's yeah first of all they're fighting shocking they're never fighting that i know it's really unlike them 
Melissa is freaking out. She thinks she left her phone at the church. She's worried that Ian hasn't responded and she can't get in touch with him. And so she's really, really like losing it. And Spencer's like, you've got to calm down. This can't be good for the baby. Mm-hmm. But that's news to Melissa that Spencer cares. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. is like, huh, spoken like a true sister who cares. Whatever, whatever. Hates my baby. No, cares. That She just says cares. Spoken like a true oh. sister who cares. Spoken like a mm-hmm. sister who cares. Yeah. Um, don't, hey, if you just don't overcomplicate this one. Just, you know, just <laughs> simplicity is key here. Um, so she asked Spencer to turn around, go to the, go back to the church. We have to go get her phone. Spencer says, okay. Holy freaking moly. Out of nowhere, a car comes and just T-bones the car that Spencer and Melissa are in. And the baby and the unborn child. Guys, what? Phoebe and I, this, both of our jaws listen, on the floor immediately. Well, I, what's funny is I, I was like 30 seconds ahead of Caroline. So <laughs> I watched it and my, I have completely forgot this happened. My jaw drops. So I'm watching Caroline on Zoom trying to figure <laughs> out like when she sees it. Part of me is concerned that she's already seen it. And she's <laughs> just, just not reacting. React. Shock but value lost on me. And it was giving me flashbacks to when we watched the Glee finale where Quinn gets into that oh car my God, crash. And yes. that's like the end of the season. Anytime. Karen and I watched that together. And we were like sitting in silence for probably two minutes after. Oh my we God. We were like, can you, is this real? <laughs> it's just like, it's so, I don't know why we think it's so dramatic considering this isn't even the first. This is like the third car crash we've had this season. It's season one. But this is crazy. It really comes completely out of nowhere. Like, I was shocked by this. And I just, yeah, anytime I see two characters in a car, I'm like, get out. Get out of the vehicle. <laughs> get out. I don't think you're safe. I could be watching a comedy. I'm like, they're getting hit by a car, for sure, an 18-wheeler. The more, the more I think about it, the more applicable Road Warriors is to this I know, show. I know. We didn't know that, but we knew that. No, it's about to get so crazy because I actually watched a scene ahead of you. We go to the hospital where I am shocked to find that Veronica Hastings is not blaming Spencer for the accident. Truly. It's it's I think shocking. she can hopefully she just sees that like Spencer Spencer's really shaken up by the whole thing, obviously, mm-hmm. but like she's also shaken up for Melissa. I think that this is the first time in a couple episodes we've seen that like above all else, she does yeah. still love Melissa. Like, oh, they are sisters. Like, they do love each other no matter what. So, Spencer's just upset, and they're monitoring the baby. They're not sure. It's too early to tell how much trauma is caused. So, it's kind of seeming like Melissa's going to be okay, but we're just not sure about the baby. But we can't forget that Spencer's supposed to be with the other liars in the park right now, and she's not showing up. And the girls are starting to get super nervous, rightfully so, when Arya gets a text from A that says... What does it say? Oh, my God. Wait, you did get to this part. It yeah, says like, buckle, buckle up, up bitches. bitches. Oh, my God. Okay, couldn't remember for sure. That buckle up, bitches. We Now we have to make this keychain. We are actual psychics. Prophets. Well, oh, my god. We goodness. both have seen the show before. We are prophets. We are prophets. We are prophets. <laughs> um, and I'm not going to, like, redact that statement. We are prophets. We also have seen the show before. So, like, it might might have just been, like, in a place in our brain no. that we haven't been accessing as of late. No, I don't think so. Okay, me either. I'm going to stick with yeah. the prophet story. Well, yeah, it's just sure. the coolest, I think. 
Um, yeah, so the girls are all looking around. They're like, is A here? Does A know we're here? And Hannah says, A knows everything. I obviously a lot just happened. Can I pee? We just watched like the last 10 minutes of the episode, but it was a lot of continuous action. There wasn't really a good stopping point. A lot happened, but the ending kind of was lackluster. Oh, like the actual ending. I don't know if it was. I thought we were going to get Well, we got a full circle moment. We'll get there. So... We start with the girls. They're back in the forest. Um, and they think that Ian. <laughs> Ian out yes, of the forest. Literally. They think that Ian has arrived, but it's actually Garrett. Well, they don't think Ian arrived. Sorry. We think Ian arrived. They've actually called Garrett. Emily had his phone number. He told her to use it. So she called him. And we know that he's like team Jenna. So it's actually the last person you would really want with you mm-hmm. alone in the woods. And Hannah is the only one with street smarts, as we've said, scrappy little Hannah. Garrett's like, so I'm the only one who knows you're here, right? No one else knows you're here. And Hannah's like, um, no, I, I left my mom a note, like just in case anything happened to us. <laughs> so we love that for Hannah yeah. protecting everyone. I think it is obviously Garrett's not a good guy, but I think that, in a way, they do have the same motives mm-hmm. of, like... Well, but, I mean, Garrett and Ian are Garrett friends. Garrett doesn't want the videos to get out. So I think that he's, like... Garrett wants to get rid of the videos, and he wants to make sure that they... Like, what? there's some retribution the same mm-hmm. way the girls do. It's just for slightly different yeah. reasons. But So another yeah. car pulls up. They think it's Ian, and somebody gets out of the car. Garrett, like, pulls out his gun... Points at the guy. It's not Ian. It's a guy named Logan Reed who was hired by Ian to show up. So where is Ian, you may ask? Well, Spencer's gone to the church to look for Melissa's phone. And as she's looking underneath a pew, she stands up. Jump scare! Ian is directly behind her. She's looking for something. Well, what's crazy to me, what is crazy to me is that Spencer walks through the church and then like starts to lean down. And the door of the church that she left open slams shut. That scares her, but she doesn't investigate further. She continues. Yeah, she just kind of like shrugs it off under all of the pews. Okay, must be windy. I don't know if someone if Mm -hmm. someone's stalking me. That would probably be something that I'd. I would. I would exist in my life so much differently than these girls if someone was stalking me. (laughs) And so I would also exist differently in my life if I was Ian in this situation because Ian has shown up with a job to do. Spencer's like, well, first of all, he admits to hiring the guy to go to the woods. He's like, I know the girls are there. I got a text from a number today that was blocked, but I could reply to it. And he sends a text to the number and Spencer's burner phone starts ringing. So not really looking good for Spencer. And Spencer's like, listen, Ian, there was an accident. And so, of course, this whole time we're assuming Ian does not know that his wife and unborn child were in a car accident because surely... That would take precedent. No, no, no. Ian's like, I know about the accident. And I was waiting for does. you to leave the hospital. <gasps> what what a creep. He, I mean, look, we've known Ian was creepy, but I think this whole season, there's a little bit of like, is it in Spencer's head? Like, is it in their head? Like, is he really that guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to have it really just like laid out in these last moments is really, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's dark. So Spencer pulls out the, flash drive and she's like i know about your little videos and she throws it and at first i was like and then i was like it's not her only copy come on it's spencer she throws it across 
the church knowing Ian's going to chase after it so she can make her escape. Unfortunately, though, Ian's right Mm -hmm. behind her. She runs up to the bell tower, which I just love the title of this episode. The the whole use of the church bells is really iconic. And then, um, so they're chasing, they're fighting all this stuff. Ian pushes Spencer and her phone falls out and i guess miraculously Literally calls the girls miraculously <laughs> and all of the girls are in a, the car and they answer like hey spence and i want to say like what we're hearing on the phone is incredibly disturbing i mean it's petrifying they're not acting that scared like they're listening to it no aria like leans forward what kills me is that we hear like these this grunting <laughs> after they say hey spence and aria leans forward and she goes spencer <laughs> Spencer, she's like can Spencer, you seriously us? spencer it's not funny we were just all in the woods i don't know where the fuck you were whatever you were doing that was more important than than what we were doing while we were there and you were dicking around doing whatever spencer can you just can, spencer focus just yelling at her yeah so spencer's and hannah's yeah. just sitting hannah's just and they sitting are looking. so unconcerned spencer's getting her shit rocked by ian ian is like pushing her all around and he literally says this is the perfect place for your suicide i'm like i hope these phone like, lines the are recorded say that. because no one's gonna believe the girls for so like real. it has to be recorded especially now you know? and then ian starts saying all this stuff of like it, it the guilt was too much well, no, for he you wrote like, a fake suicide stuff, no, like how you a fake suicide note on her computer and he's like the letter oh yeah whoa. he's like I the letter that. that i wrote on your laptop explain it doesn't answer all the questions but it explains a lot it says you couldn't handle the guilt yeah he wrote this letter like he was planning oh my god he's Spencer suicide which also makes us wonder did ian stage that car crash because he would have had to have <sighs> something happen where melissa's in the hospital to get spencer to leave the hospital he said he was waiting for her to leave to come there alone and everyone else will be busy. Like something had to, so I'm just wondering because he had this night planned out to a T and he knew Spencer was going to get back to the hospital. I mean, back to the church. Mm -hmm. So yeah, he wrote a fake suicide note for her. Um, like confessing basically to killing Allison. Mm -hmm. Now Ian doesn't make a confession himself, but he's literally like, Spencer's like, are you going to do to me what you did to Allison and whatever? He makes a comment of like, you hit her over the head and she didn't wake up and mm-hmm. Spencer's like, well, no, she died from suffocation. So it's like, does he know something else? Yeah. In addition. Well, it's also like, does he feel, so what I kind of got from that is he was almost trying to convince yeah. himself that that's what, and he's like, that, li- he's projecting like, for sure. Mm-hmm. He's, he's like, no, 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 no. Cause like, I mean, obviously we've seen the video. We know they were together. I think if you're around anyone on a night that something really traumatic happens, it's really hard not to think about the part you played. Mm-hmm. And like, if you know, there's something you could have done different, like that kind of thinking, like no matter what it is, even if it's not malicious. So I think Ian's probably had to live with a lot of that. Don't feel bad for him, but I would say that's probably been part of his journey. And the way he's saying this is like, she, she hit her head. She fell and she yeah. hit her head and she never woke up. Like that, that's what mm-hmm. happened. That's what happened. And so to me, I was like, he doesn't know she suffocated. Yeah. He thinks that's how she died. So so there had to have been someone else that saw Allison after eat. Like that is what I 
kind of am taking from this, but who knows? Yeah, the only thing is like ultimately uh, we know from the we know how she died from the news. So he would have probably yeah, found that true. unless he's still reeling from that but guilt. But if that's something that he's yeah, so I'm saying like if that's something he's been like repeating to himself and yeah, telling himself since it happened, like this is what happened and it's not your fault, Ian. Like you know, it was like purely an accident. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, nevertheless, he's like pushing Spencer around and he's got her so that she's completely like hanging from the rafters, but she's holding on to Ian for dear life and he's like screaming for her to get off of him. And a hooded figure walks into the rafters and just pushes Ian down and there are all these Ian uh, looks at the hooded figure and is like what are you doing here as if he recognizes the person mm-hmm. so that's important to yeah. know we can assume as the viewers my that first it's thought a. was Garrett well my first thought was Garrett and like being mm. a but I don't think it was now but yeah I think it's a again that friend of me Front of me, it's, like, it's, for it's, like, it's it's that control thing of like this isn't someone else's game. Mm-hmm. If I want to keep doing this, I will. Right, then I'm gonna keep. Yeah, I'll exactly. protect them so I can still so have Ian, them. Yeah, yeah. He falls and he it's falls. in the bell tower. So they're all <laughs> he like falls. I don't really understand the oh mechanics of it. If I'm being complete, because he must have done like a little freaking spin, a little twirl on his way down, because he's like well, fully hanging. He no, he gets down and he there is like a huge, huge like entanglement of ropes that are hanging from the bell, and he falls and like they're all knotted in different ways. So the way that he falls on the ropes he probably just like keeps getting wrapped in different ways I mean. and like, like he didn't like just, fall flat like, on but it because the way that it looks like he's in a noose even though we yeah like, yeah he, i think not. he probably fell and then he went like head first and like three and yeah. then like you know what i mean it pulled him up because because also there's something at the top that's moving it around so as he's falling the ropes are moving like horrible way to go um and, and he's just ringing the bell clinging. Like as he's swinging, yes, the bell he just is for whom the exactly, bell for you, Ian. Mm-hmm. But A is gone, evaporated. All of the liars get there. I also have to say, none of the liars are surprised, concerned, disturbed, shocked, anything by Ian's lifeless body hanging, which I would say is a pretty jarring, disturbing yeah, sight. Like I would they are unbothered, be affected, and. That- doesn't matter if you didn't like the guy. It would be like, oh my! Like I mean, it's at least like gross. a dead body is something. It's at least a little scary. Yeah. And then um, I guess they're just used to this. So shit Hannah now. had called nine one one when they were in the car on the phone uh, with Spencer. So the police are there. Street smarts. But unfortunately, Ian's not there. The girls walk out of the church, and then Barry, the cop, he walks out, and he is like. Is this a joke? Is this some kind of a joke? There's no one in there. They're like, literally, what could you possibly be talking about? And then what is funny? He takes them back in, and there's this other cop following him who, I don't know if you watched his facial expressions, but he was giving the performance of his life. They, like, walk back. I, I yes, was watching. Like, they were hard they to like miss. They, walk back into the area where Ian's body would have been, and the ropes are empty. But what I want to know, and I'm like, okay, police officers... This is where we have to do our job. They're not in... They don't look how they looked before Ian... Like, Ian was cut out of the ropes. Yeah. The rope is cut. It's not in the same formation it was. He had to have had a helper, which is another reason for a minute I'm like, was that Garrett who pushed him and this was, like, part of 
some kind of a plan and then he went down and let him go. I don't know. I don't know. So he's not in there and we get, this is what I'm saying. Like, I think this is the perfect ending to the season one finale. We have all four of the girls exiting the church for the second time. And I'm not calling you a liar by Florence. The machine is playing, which it's such a perfect song choice for this moment. And they're walking out and we're getting the same energy we got when they were walking out Mm -hmm. of the church for Allie's funeral the first time. And so they're all walking out and they, you know, people are like whispering about them. And those are the girls are Allie's friends. Why would they lie? Um, Do you think they're lying? We unfortunately have to see see Byron and Ella all cuddled up and cozy. Mm -hmm. We also see Noel Khan. Again, these people just crawling out of the woodwork for that season finale. And the girls are still walking quite slowly and all their phones ring. And again, we have that moment where they all pick up their phones. Yeah. One by one. And the camera pans up so we can see all of them reading it. And they like read it line by line the same way they did in the first episode. Um, And would you like to do the honors? This isn't over till I say it's over. Sleep tight while you still can or something like that. Bitches. A. XOXO A. Yeah, maybe not XOXO. I'm in Gossip Girl world with that. Um, and then the camera just yeah. pans up the same exact mm-hmm. way it did. Wait, and the, the I mean, way I'm just now realizing, I love though, the full circle is moment. The, it's a different church. Okay, I was thinking it's a different church. Pilot, yeah, church. Pi- pilot church. Pilot church. I was thinking that <laughs> pilot too. Church. Pilot church. Because of the first. Because this one's not white in the pilot. Yeah, it looks more like like a, a Catholic or like a Presbyterian church. No, the one in the pilot is white. No, this one's white. I think the one on the pilot's white. No, it's like stone. Oh, you're right. It's stone. Thank you. I love Never those mind. words. Sorry. Oh, you're right. <laughs> okay. Ugh, gross. So that is it. We don't have an A scene. That's the end of the season one finale, which I, for one, am loving. I have to say, I think now is the perfect time to do this. Charles, who we already mentioned once today, Um, He asked if you, Phoebe, could rate the season finales. Oh, yeah. I think I actually, here's what I'll do, Charles, just for you. I'm going to rewatch all of the finales. I just watched season seven, so maybe I'll go backwards. Um, This is just an excuse for me to continue to watch (laughs) Pretty Little Liars. Jeez, we're just feeding it. Well, oh, wait, Daniel said the VMAs. We're not watching the VMAs because we're doing this. If these award shows really wanted people to like really tune in, we need we need a Taylor Cam the entire time of just her dancing. Yeah, because she's the only one ever having well, fun at these award shows. Yeah, but actually, like I love the VMAs. I'm always down to talk VMAs. I'm always down to talk pop culture. I just have to watch the VMAs. But maybe Phoebe, we could do a little like look recap on the story tomorrow and just kind of discuss. Our VMA, like, best dressed and any, like, iconic performances. I'm already getting into a fight with someone about Taylor Swift. I feel like I, I sent my, my friends who are also fans of Taylor Swift. I was like, I feel like I'm back in 2016. She's really giving us the whole experience. Mm-hmm of being Leave back Taylor there. She really, yeah, she is, but I didn't ask exactly, for this part. Like I already did it. I didn't ask for this part of the Taylor, Taylor Swift experience. I've lived it. in the trenches for you for so long. Yeah, literally, I have battle wounds and scars. Okay, so, um, Phoebe. Oh, I have to pull it up. Very exciting. Would you like to read the synopsis for season two, episode one, titled It's Alive? 
Oh my God, what do you think it is? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> All right, season two, episode one, It's Alive. The girls are the talk of the town and not in a good way. Ian's body is missing, and with the entire town of Rosewood questioning exactly what happened at the church, Aria, Emily, Hannah, and Spencer have a lot of explaining to do. Wow. Yes, they... I knew that was going to happen. I knew everyone was going to convict them of murder again. Wow. Well, I... We've got so much going on here. Um, Guys, I'm so freaking excited to get into season two. I can't believe we've recorded 22 episodes of this podcast. Including the special recap. Oh, yeah, 23. (gasps) That is so true. Guys... This has been so fun for us, and it just, like, warms my little heart and Phoebe's really big heart (laughs) that you guys like the show and um, that you like us. And and so we are really excited for season two. As always, please follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, like, everything. All right, y'all. Put it into high gear road warriors. Let's go. Come on, for real. Thank you guys for listening to all of season one if you are just joining us now you have you can catch up or you don't have to you can jump in whenever all are welcome here correct right phoebe yeah mostly (laughs) (laughs) holy shit (laughs) okay well i'll let you all think about that for the next week what phoebe just said um ask yourself what does that mean for me and we will see you next week you got to get higher for the season finale. <laughs> <laughs> and we will see you next week. <laughs> that was not even healthy, though. Not healthy, not healthy. We'll be keeping it in. Not healthy, not healthy. Hashtag not healthy. <laughs> penultimate, hashtag penultimate.